Welcome. You're listening to the Disc Maniacs Podcast. This week's cast is brought to you by Thunder Disc Golf and Disc Mania Incorporated. All right, guys. Welcome to episode number two of the Disc Maniacs Podcast. So thank you guys who listened in and tuned in last week and gave all your feedback. We really appreciate you guys listening and welcome back to another episode those of you who listen and those who are are new to the podcast welcome so uh to start it off uh just want to catch up with you guys how's how's your life in disc golf been over the over the past couple weeks well here in colorado it's been pretty good honestly we got some great weather and With great weather comes great responsibility, and <laughs> you need to go up to the mountain basically and play all those awesome courses up there that were basically snowed off and you can't get to. Yeah. Uh, during the winter and those off season months, so went up to uh, a course called Buckhorn. It's a private course. Buckhorn, yeah. Yeah. Uh, great course. Um, Homemade baskets. Homemade baskets. Uh, let me tell you about these baskets. You miss a putt. <laughs> You don't want to miss a putt here. Uh, if you miss a putt, it hits like the cage area. Your putter, is, if it's a brand new putter, it's going to go from being brand new to like looking two weeks oh old already. <laughs> yeah, there's um, still some sharp edges out there. Is yeah. it just like um, welded weird or something? Or like what? How do, uh, how do the it's baskets? It's made out of like metal. Sheet metal? Yeah, like yeah. sheet metal. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the like the, bas- the actual the cage. Bas- cage? Yeah. The, the, yeah. The chains are great. The chains and everything, that part is great. It's just the part that it lands in. It's just a big, like, I don't know, when you hit it, it's like, I don't know if you ever hit a piece of metal. It's, it's like a <laughs> it's, cloud. Kind of, it's kind of a bummer. Yeah. <laughs> you just get the gong. <laughs> it reminds yeah. you, like, if you, obviously putting low, it reminds you to, like, get your putt up, obviously, but right. more obviously. Well, especially if you're scared of taking a chunk out of your putter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so played some beautiful mountain courses, played that one. And then the weekend before... I went and played just around with Tyler. Actually, I went out and played uh, our local course, Eudora. So okay. that was fun. Yeah, you guys play that one pretty frequently, right? Yeah, yeah that's the best in the area. Nice, pretty our little area. How'd you guys shoot? You still got uh, quarantine arm? Or you yeah, guys good? we were okay, okay actually. Yeah. yeah, I thought. Yeah, Tyler beat me. Of course, you know. <laughs> but it's always a battle, you know. Just fun to go out there to try to beat Tyler. Yeah, that's yeah, good. It was, it was a good yeah, it's. I mean, it's nice to play with people that are better than than me. Speaking from personal perspective, because you know, just biting off people's lines and stuff is like always a good thing for my game. <laughs> for yeah, sure. sometimes I didn't know how to do that because I would have to go first when I got a birdie, and, and he didn't. Oh, you, let's be oh, honest, no. you weren't going first very often. <laughs> 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 that was a good battle, actually. We were, yeah. we were pretty tight. How'd you guys? Uh, how'd you guys end up? Was the score separation? I think he was nine, and I was what seven. Yep. Ooh, okay. It was a battle. Dang. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Good times. What about you, Tyler? I know. So you were playing with uh, Jaime last last week, but did you play it all outside of that playing Adora? Uh, I don't play Adora very often because I live right next to another course that. It's not very good, but it's empty. Uh, there's like four trees on the property, so it's pretty sweet. Nice. Uh, <laughs> but there's no one ever there, so I play there most of the time just for practice. And um, I've been playing quite a bit. I've been really working on my forehand, like going at it hard oh, yeah. during quarantine. Yeah. And 
got some blisters to show Shut for it. it. Off. Shut it off, for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's coming around. I got. I, I'm. I think I can safely say I've found a new weapon, which is pretty exciting. Something to strive for. Nice. Deadly. Um, and I just got a. Well, we'll. I'll, I'll talk about the discs later. But yeah, I've been playing <laughs> with my dad as well. But he kind of tweaked his back, and then. I tried to follow his line and I was moving a bunch of lumber for a covered patio I'm about to build and tweaks my back. So <laughs> wow, I'm out of, uh, I'm out of disc for, I'm hoping it'll, it'll be about a week, but oh, man. try to get straightened up. I'm getting older, you know, stuff. Yeah. <laughs> moving up there. Yeah. <laughs> what do you like? Uh, yeah. You're other really, than that, you're like you know, late twenties, aren't you? You're not even 30 yet. I'm, are you? I'm 31. Oh, you're 31. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm almost there. I got one good year, one last year in my 20s, and then, then it's all advantage. downhill. Y'all are some <laughs> old men, let me tell yeah, you. Yeah, but yeah. you know, I've been been working out a lot, and honestly, I'm feeling feeling better than I have in a while. So, good age man. is just a number, folks. <laughs> <laughs> you can always bag masters. <laughs> yeah, masters is <laughs> gonna be a pretty stiff field by the time I get there. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i keep uh telling myself that that you know my prime is gonna be like you know 40s 50s then i'm gonna you know if i just keep myself healthy while all these guys are throwing out their backs you know right like, yeah victory through attrition kind of thing yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> i'm trying to win the war you know what i mean yeah 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 <laughs> that's what i tell myself anyways <laughs> Um, oh, uh, Jaime, I forgot to ask you, what, um, yeah. was there any discs or anything that, that was really standing out to you? Like, um, especially at Buckhorn, cause it sounds like that's a little bit of a different course. Like what it, are you still just pretty much leaning on your essence or like what, what I can't, out I, there? I can't talk about what I was throwing really. Oh uh, goodness. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Um, there, but it's, <laughs> I'm loving it. It's, it's not a new disc really, but it's. A variation of a disc so you're you know. throwing it off the tee or... yeah off the tee yes yeah, definitely off the tee um it's it i don't know it's magical that's if i had to describe <laughs> it. It, it it's, it's <laughs> something i can more pump into than normal and trust okay. it um but other than that the other course before the week of buckhorn sorry it just came to me but uh it was red feather uh, which is of mm. course called Sundance. That's a good one too. Uh, I played that one with uh, two friends of mine, Brubeck and Kevin Dallas. Shout out to them. Um, fellow Discmania employees. Fellow Discmania employees, yes. Uh, but when you go up in altitude, there's different discs. They obviously fly different. Right. And so I was flicking my Enigma up there, which just goes so much further than flicking a DD3 up there. Yeah. And I, I loved it. And I was also throwing my Essence like, stupid far honestly um <laughs> so yeah that so my enigma and my essence two weeks ago and then this last weekend can't tell you really what it was but was standing out a lot tune in next week Bum yeah, yeah. Bummer, bummer you asked i'm so sorry but uh i guarantee you everyone's gonna love it when it comes out nice yeah i've been um i've been flicking my enigma a little bit more too because yeah with the dd3 it's definitely I have to put it like pretty flat. Like I like that it's super trusty, then I can throw it like accidentally Anheuser and it still comes back. Mm -hmm. Which isn't so much with the Enigma, but yeah, just for max distance, that's interesting that you say that because I 
was trying that out over the last couple weeks as well. And mm-hmm. I, I never really gave it like the fair shot that it really deserved. Yeah. So just cause I was comfortable with my DD threes. Um, yeah. cause I, there's, right now in my bag, I have like a proto DD three. Yeah, there's so. a lot of people I know trusting the Enigma now more than the DD three. I feel like the DD three came out and then the Enigma came out, but it was kind of too close to each other in my opinion. But now people are like, oh, I'm going to give it a chance now, and which what I hear a lot, honestly. Yeah, yeah it's it's almost in like a weird, a weird spot because it's, especially speaking from my experience with, uh, like I suffer from quarantine arm for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so going back and throwing the the Enigma, where you know the end, you know over the winter, I was kind of just flipping it and having it do like turn or straight shots mm-hmm. and my arm speed got a little slower with the with the break and so then i was like what the heck this isn't flipping like it did before so i feel like some people who probably have more of my arm you know like 380 to like 420 is mm-hmm. probably a little bit of a weird spot depending if you're like a super smooth thrower or if you put a lot of torque on it it's going to flip a bit more so i don't know i think that's why i wasn't using it for forehand before because you know just a little bit of inconsistency makes it so that you know sometimes i don't know if i throw it flat if it's going to just go straight and gentle fade or if i'm going to roll it over you know what i mean yes so, but uh yeah so now that i've got quarantine arm like i've been saying <laughs> <laughs> I it's pretty much know I don't trust it. So, <laughs> well, and it should be noted. Like Jaime was talking about playing these mountain courses, and we're at five thousand feet, and it only goes up if you're if you're playing the sweet courses. So, right, it, discs. I mean, if you're listening, and we're talking about throwing kind of more understable stuff, but we're throwing it really hard. That's why, like. Right. When you go up in elevation, things get a lot more overstable, a lot less glide. Yeah. So, like, when I'm at high elevation, I turn to my Havoc, which is, like, a, my roller disc at low elevation or at, at 5,000 feet. But that's, like, my big crusher up at above 8,000 or so. Right. Just because the flights, uh, it's extremely noticeable if you haven't ever changed elevation drastically. Yeah, we've got some slight elevation changes around me, um, around Portland. There are some that I I actually don't know how high it really climbs, but um, like we have a mountain course on uh, Whistler's. That's a, mm. I mean, it's not super close, but yeah, we've got a couple courses like that. But for the most part, we're you know stay at a pretty consistent level, which is pretty nice because. You know, mm-hmm. you can go drive and play a new course and you're not going to get super huge variance in in what you're throwing or what you're having to throw. Right. So, but uh, it does make us miss out on some of those big mountain courses, you know? Where you yeah, guys... it's, a, it's a funny adjustment, you know? Like, especially when I'm traveling around. You know, I don't play a lot of big tournaments, but when I do, it's like... I bring a box full of brand new discs because I'm like, I need the most stable versions of everything I normally throw. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, so, yeah, then, um, sorry I interrupted you, Tyler, before, but I um, started talking about discs. But... So, yeah, um, I'm glad you got a good weekend out, though. So, that 
course you're saying you play is that an 18 too the like not as busy one or yeah it's an 18 um it's kind of it's called hughes um it's right at the foothills but it's kind of in like a irrigation pond area like for drain uh, for runoff um and they tried to plant a bunch of trees it's not that old it's probably five years old maybe and uh most of the trees didn't get watered properly so they're not really growing and sounds like we're probably going to lose it because i think they're going to put some uh housing in there but i mean 18 baskets it's it's pretty wide open i kind of make up lines in my head and (laughs) (laughs) um well isn't there a story behind like where that course is at now wasn't it like wasn't there the old college stadium over there or something like that yeah so the hughes is named after the csu football stadium the sunny lubick stadium and they tore it down and built a brand new fancy facility on campus so they left the i don't i don't know if they can do anything with the land because they need it for runoff um yeah but yeah we'll see it's kind of it's and it's sad i lived here now for a year and still haven't played that course i really i don't know i wouldn't worry about it (laughs) i mean i feel like i feel like i need to play the courses around me to say like yeah i played it i mean it's fine it's not the worst course in the world it's just kind of yeah i'll I'll knock it off the list sometime you know i always want to say that about some of the courses around me and then there's always somebody in the group that's like i like that course (laughs) yeah i'm sure there's i mean there's and i I can't say i don't like it i play it all the time so yeah yeah (laughs) It's got pretty um, good like variation of distance. Like, can you open up at that course or? Yeah, there's a lot of long shots. That's oh, kind okay. of, um, yeah. There's a couple 700 footers, a lot of 450, 500 footers, but a lot of it's. There's some elevation, which is nice to play with. Um, gotcha. But going back to the the disc that I've oh, rediscovered, yeah. which I'm so stoked about right now is the air halo okay which halo is one of like the oldest latitude drivers like i don't know when it was put out but it's one of the first ones and i got an air one from my dad and the air plastic the stability stays true like they're just as stable and i've been flicking it and it oh man (laughs) i just got myself another like 30 feet no effort sidearm that's awesome (laughs) yeah so i may well have to try again (laughs) i'm down yeah. Are you guys uh, doing a forehand measuring contest? Well, Jaime's got a good forehand. I'm still working on mine. Oh, so yeah. It's, you know. I want, I want to improve, though. I feel like I can get better. I just, I don't know. I don't know what I need to do, to be honest. I need help. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody help me. <laughs> I was watching, a, I think it was, it was a while ago, but uh, Eagle... I forget. I think it was like he went live on Instagram or something. Maybe it was one of his vlogs. But he was yeah. sitting around a restaurant with his dad, and he was like, "All right, Dad, how do I get more distance?" And he was just like, "Go up to the top of a mountain and just throw every single disc you own until your arm's about to fall off." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. His actually, his YouTube video helped me a lot. His like sidearm clinic okay. one. I don't know yeah, if you I saw, saw that. that. Yep. That was huge for me, just for footwork. Nothing really else, but my footwork was kind of messed up. So, okay, that was a nice little addition. Yeah, I've got kind of like a. When I started throwing forehand, I was pretty much inspired by like Sarah Hokum. So oh. I just kind of do like the, the shuffle. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. I don't do the weird the hop. Like, super dip down thing she does. <laughs> oh funny. yeah, she I don't know if anybody else in the world can do what she does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I tried for like around one time just to see if I could uh shot shape like that and I like almost blew out my hip. So Yeah, that's what it looks like to me too. <laughs> yeah, so I'm like I don't have whatever it is that she has. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's so, there's something missing in that equation for me. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but uh, me when I based my sidearm, I when I was I was a big Sexton fan when I first started playing. So yeah, big big Sexton fan for sure, and that's where I try to base my sidearm off of. Yeah, he kind of swings his left. His he like has his hips open and then like closes on his final step, which I never, I never really well, understood he, how he like transferred his weight and like the rhythm of it i never really understood how that worked that out for him. Hop. yeah he's yeah. got that hop i tried and man it's not for me <laughs> no you hop think, for me and just you think that like the whole baseball history that you said you have tyler like a crow hop to a to a hop yeah, like well that's that, how it know? used to throw thumbers was a crow hop but mm-hmm. uh no doesn't work for sign for me <laughs> <laughs> trust me i tried it <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, for me it's more of like a shuffle. Yeah, I just don't, I don't understand. So, do you, you, do kind of the same footwork as as him? You do kind of like the open, close, open type situation Pretty much. with your hips. With me, yeah. Hmm. Pretty it's interesting. A little but mostly that. Pretty interesting. What do you? Uh, you probably just flick like DD threes, right? I flick DD threes, FD threes. Those are the main two. Um, my exotactic hard plastic right. uh, now, but I mean sometimes I'll flick an enigma. It, it just depends, honestly. Right. Nice, cool, man. Yeah. So um, as for me, I um, I went out and I've been playing a new course in my area that's on private land. It's a nine-hole course, Ooh. but it's got a good mix of shot shapes uh some shorter holes like definitely i think if you know tyler for instance any thousand rated player were to go out and play it i could see him easily getting like 12 13 down if you just play two rounds of nine there so it's not incredibly difficult but for me where it's like i can throw 400 but not accurately (laughs) Mm -hmm. i gotta like step down to like 380 if i want to you know get a little bit smoother and know where my (laughs) where i'm gonna land kind of you know Mm -hmm. so it's a good course for me and good challenge it's got some good like tunnel shots and you definitely have to hit lines there but it lets you open up at the same time as well but what's really cool about it is it's actually the property that it's on is or was primarily like a wedding venue and like I I don't know if they they have a bunch of flowers and trees around so I don't know if they actually do that to like sell them but anyway so it's like this super beautiful property because they have it set up for weddings and all this stuff and what's pretty incredible is it looks like the owners pretty much set up that whole track of land that the nine hole is on specifically for a disc golf course like all the trees 
are planted to be fairways or to be, you know, restricting greens and things like that. Like, and so they're pretty like use... mature bushes and trees. So, so you're getting good views and good golf. Is what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely for sure. And it's kind of off the beaten path a little bit. Like, huh? you go down a pretty big fairway or freeway, but then you have to drive out like another like 20 25 minutes on like smaller highways to get out there so it's kind of like secluded and you know oh. you get the fresh air and there's no road noise or anything and mm-hmm. um yeah it's it it's it's really awesome i don't know you guys i don't know if you guys follow um jomez on facebook but they actually posted a picture of one of the structures that the guy built in hmm. front of one of the baskets it's this giant metal they call it an ogre but it's just like this giant metal dude it's probably like i want to say it's i'm really bad at guessing <laughs> 75 <laughs> measurements feet tall. but yeah it's like it's, it's got to be like 40 feet at least high, oh dang like 45 it's pretty big oh, dude oh okay yeah yeah uh, so i'm on their instagram right now yeah okay yeah wow oh, okay, so yeah i didn't see him post on instagram too but that makes sense Canby, Oregon, is that? Yep, that Canby. Okay. Yep, yeah, that's cool. the city. But wow, yeah, so it's yeah. got that giant structure, and um, it's got a little sign next to his foot, and it says "Don't feed Fernando," which is pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah that is sick, dude. Yeah, wow, it's dope. Yeah, so it's, is the gap is the gap to hit it through his through his legs? Like, what's the gap? What's like? What's the line? Yeah, so it's not actually a triple Mando. A lot of people like the people I played with, we were just like, all right, it's a Mando. Like we have yeah, to, you we gotta have to play, play it as a Mando. Mando. That makes it better and yeah. more fun. But the sure. official word from the owner is it's not an official Mando or anything like, but it's, it's a pretty good drive, especially for me to get uh-huh. really to, to that structure to get to Fernando in the first place. Yes. Yeah. I want to say, I mean, it's not a super crush, and it's a little bit downhill, so I'd say the... I mean, just guesstimating the total hole length all the way to the basket might be like 430 or something, for you know, 415, Ooh, somewhere around there. Pretty substantial to go through some legs. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> and if you can see in that picture, which I'll kind of describe it, but on the, the T, the left side of the fairway is kind of wooded trees. So you don't have a super, you don't have a lot of room to throw, like say you were going to throw like an Essence or like a Ballista Pro or something like that to like just work a full flight with something kind of understable so that it finishes straight. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm, so yeah. you don't have a lot of room. If you're going to try to go straight and have it, you know, turn like slow turn in, you got a hyzer flip and you got to have touch to get it there. Okay. Since it's, you know, I, I'm pretty sure it's over 400 feet. So at that point, it's a really, really good hole. I feel like just cause it does limit your ability to, you know, just crank on something like Anheuser and just, you know, go full gorilla on something, you know, and then on the yeah. right side as well, going up to the basket is it's pretty well blocked. Like you have to shoot into that gully if you want to get there. So 
you kind of have to make a choice of whether you're gonna try to do a touchy crush basically or if you just you know lay into more of a simple hyzer and then give yourself a circle to run at it that seems to be pretty much the most popular choice there so really good hole design and yeah, even the shorter cool. holes um like i said super manicured fairways just nice lush grass but short you know like it looks like you know my dad's lawn or something (laughs) (laughs) so yeah you and you can see the one of the owners um you can see him just rolling around on on his on his mower in the mornings like we got there first thing and he was just out mowing and super cool dude super chill and uh yeah so just super well manicured and it definitely forces some lines like there's another one that is definitely at least 450, but you got to shoot through a super low gap and then it goes out into a little clearing and then there's like an old tractor, like an old rusty dead tractor. Uh-huh. Like after you kind of shoot through a gap and get in a clearing and the tractor's like kind of right in the way of the perfect line, so you kind of have to play around that and then the basket sits on top of a hill. So if you run it too hard, then you actually can roll down and go in like this little creek. So super, super good hole design. I would I would say it's the best nine hole course I've ever played. And okay. not that I'm out playing a bunch of nine holes all the time, but you know, usually when you think of a nine hole, you're thinking like pitch and putt or not mm-hmm. that great a hole design, or maybe it's, you know, just kind of open or in a public park or something like that but mm-hmm. super super well designed and you can tell how much work and love the dudes put into it so so yeah and quite, so did you did you talk to the owner did you ask him like did he purposely like save this line for disc golf or yeah was it yeah like... i did talk to him a little bit and he said yeah that that was pretty much the plan so <laughs> and, i mean and so you've been there is there room like for like to make it to 18 yeah, so they are planning at planning to add more holes going forward. I nice. was talking to his wife, the other owner, mm-hmm. and she was saying they're not sure if they have enough space for a full 18 because okay. it seems like they want to have the holes be, you know, they don't they don't want to just throw random short holes on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. They just they want them to be quality disc golf holes. So as much as they can fit, she was saying okay. they're kind of thinking somewhere around thirteen, maybe is so what there, they're guessing. There's at. a course out here um, called Oxbow. It's I I think it's a fun course. It's, yeah, uh, it's a good course. It's where I got my first Colorado Ace when I moved out here. Nice. Um, but I think it's only it only has twelve holes. Yeah. Um, and it's it's a great course. Honestly, like it has every kind of shot you would you would want. Um, so yeah, I mean, there's good courses out there that are not full 18 courses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I think some of the better nine holes that I've played are, I'm trying to even think what would really even compare to be honest. Um, uh, mm-hmm. I played cause I've played some in California. There's, there was one in, I want to say it's in like Modesto or something that actually was not bad (laughs) it kind of played around a a couple baseball fields but there was actually a lot of trees around so they did a pretty good job of 
making good tunnel shots and kind of forcing, you know, like forehand, backhand, and it actually had some uphill and downhill shots. You know, there weren't any 400 footers or anything, but they had, you know, 330, 340, 350 type holes, and then obviously some really shorter ones. So I would say that one. And, um, yeah, I think that's the only one other nine hole that I've really ever been inspired to be like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll go play that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a good one in New Zealand if you ever make your way there. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> that was one that I played a bunch. It's on the grounds where they filmed a bunch of the uh, Lord of the Rings scenes. Oh, seriously? Oh, yeah, Whoa. sweet. That's uh, sick. And it was a good course. We drove like an hour, hour whenever we needed to play. Dude, that's so dope. I'm definitely down. <laughs> yeah, hit up Wellington, sure. New Zealand. <laughs> what, you said yeah. Wellington? Wellington, New Zealand, yep. <laughs> wow. wow. The capital. No, there's anywhere else named Wellington, but here yeah, where I live. <laughs> no, that's the real Wellington. You're the knockoff one. Oh, I agree. <laughs> Off-brand Wellington. Yeah. Kroger Wellington. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so I played that, and then I also made my way over to Boise last weekend and played – I had played this course already before. It's called Ann Morrison Park. It used to be different because where their – I think it was their front nine, where that front nine used to be that actually turned into a dog park, like Boise – the city turned it into an off-leash dog park. So they moved some of those holes and moved it to another part of the park, which luckily they had enough room to still make up for it and put in a whole new nine. And uh, they did a really good job, especially with the land that they kind of had because um, where they had the original nine that got replaced, there was this big... um, well, not big, but they had, I don't even know if you'd call it a creek. It was more of just like a, it's like somewhat of a man-made lake, but I think they do get water, some water from the river. I don't know. Anyways, so it's kind of standing water, but it's a good, you know, probably 50 feet wide. So the holes that they needed to replace were actually really good holes because they played along the water and made kind of that that nice, you know, OB where it was fair OB, but, you know. So they had kind of a challenge, I think, where they moved from there to more of just, like, open field kind of. But they managed to work around the trees pretty well and create some new tunnel shots. And they did add a couple more open holes where they aren't quite as long and not quite as much challenge, but they did a really good job making up for it. So, okay. luckily for me, I was able to get two rounds in, and the weather was great. So, so yeah, it it my nice. form finally feels like it's coming back a little bit more naturally. Yeah, because uh, Jaime had talked to you about this before, but I'm I'm one of those people that like thinks about their form mid round, you know. Especially it's a dangerous when I game to play. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I try not to, but it's just, you know, if I throw a bad shot, I can't help but think, oh, well, I, you know, I didn't quite pull my arm down quite enough or right. like, 
oh, my reach back was a little fast or something like that. And then, yeah, so definitely getting those rounds in at the hoot and canby that nine hole was definitely a challenge for me just staying out of my head and playing naturally and and, dialing in a little bit yeah exactly so it's starting to feel a little bit more natural now especially since i played a couple rounds so so yeah it's good it's good to see that i didn't lose everything (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's good Uh, and i've been putting a crap ton because of quarantine That's just the most important you know, part right there yeah so my putt is feeling way better which is great so once i once i can get off the tee a little bit better <laughs> i think i'll still, end up... still hit the first tree man yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah so um so that's what I've been up to, and for me, actually, and I may have actually sent you a Snapchat, but <laughs> I have been actually really digging a Metal Flake MD4, which oh. is, I don't know why I hadn't really given the MD4, like, a lot of play yeah. before, like, I've, I've had, I've actually had that same Metal Flake MD4 in my bag just for like headwind shots and like if i'm just kind of thinking you know maybe my md3s aren't enough disc for you know a little headwind or you know i don't think it might it might not finish or my form's just janky Mm -hmm. then i'll grab the md4 but at that course in boise there were like three or four holes that were just kind of the perfect distance for you know that md4 is just like super straight like dead straight throwing it hard and then like nice solid fade you know yeah and um i was really surprised that i was i was actually pushing it pretty straight and getting a gentle fade out of it because i i always think oh metal flake it's gonna be you know beefcake plus it's an md4 so just just think sparkle Metal flake is such a harsh word. Get metal flake out of your mind and just think sparkle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, though, I was kind of thinking that um, I kind of want to get another metal flake MD4. Uh I know a place. (laughs) (laughs) I know somebody. (laughs) But what I would really like to do is get, I don't know if you guys, well, I'm sure, Jaime, you listen to rap because I think we've talked about that before, but... Uh, MF Doom, you know how he's got that mask. Yeah, I kind of want to just get a Metal Flake MD4 and then put the MF Doom mask diet okay. on there. So like okay. MF MD4. <laughs> oh, okay. That that's oh, that's dope. Yeah, I was kind of thinking about it, but the thing is, I and I'm pretty sure you are the one that stamped this disc, but uh, I had got the one I have in a mystery box, and it mm-hmm. does have a team stamp. It's a double oh, stamp, so frick. it's got yeah. the team stamp and then uh, hey, can't flag mess with that stamp, one. mini Discmania shield, like wing stamp in the middle, and it's like yeah. perfectly lined up. And I'm oh like, yeah, like I want to do that, but also this one's so sick. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely my work. Disc golf problems. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so that one's super sick. But, uh, yeah, so I was leaning on that a bunch and, um, to sneak in another one, I have just continued to fall more and more in love with my XO hard links for putting. Ooh. 
Yeah. Like, at first, you know, they 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 are pretty beefy, especially for me coming from P2s, like beat P2s, like D-line P2s, or even like I was putting with the swirly uh D-line P2s from the oh, mystery boxes a little while ago. Galactic P- yeah, or, the Galactic P2s. What you calling them is what yeah. we like to call them. Because we didn't make a name for them. It was more the fans that made the name for that disc. Yeah. And so people were... So I call it the what you've been calling them P2s. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, so... it was. Ugh, they're such beautiful putters and they feel so good that it was hard for me to switch over to another putter but i did feel like i my confidence with them wasn't super great because my mistake putting is usually either like nose down because my just like my arm timing is weird or something yeah or like just kind of like wobbly anheuser you know and I don't really have that super spin putt that a lot of you Colorado guys have, which I think I, my suspicion is that that comes from elevation that you guys all seem to just put a crap ton of spin on your putts just so they like float, continue to float at elevation. It's Um, windy here too. Yeah. That's also a fact. Yeah. Yeah. True. So, cause, cause I noticed that about, you know, obviously Eagle, I mean, Simon's not a Coloradan, but he's kind of from, you know, mountainous areas, I'm pretty sure. And Mm then Austin, you, Tyler, I've talked about your putting style. You kind of have like a throwing spin putt. So you, you know, keep it pretty level with a lot of spin. Yeah, mine's changed a lot over the years. I used to be a, like a Nico style and just doesn't, didn't, wasn't working. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had to put a lot more oomph on my putt since I moved out here. But other than that, I mean, I don't know. Like, if it's really more, I've added more spin, or I don't know what it I've done. But I definitely had to put harder when yeah, I moved out here. They just don't float here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they don't float. There's down no here. freaking air, man. <laughs> <laughs> Go down to um, sea level and like, oh, I can stand still from sixty feet now. This is sweet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, come out to Milo. You'll be crushing, dude. I, I hate throwing at low elevation just because my body doesn't know how to do it, but putting, <laughs> oh, it's so nice, man. Yeah. Yeah, just stay, stable up. You'll be fine. Switch, yeah, exactly. Switch to the full ballistas instead of the pro, probably. <laughs> yeah, I'm just throwing, like, enforcers all the time. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I just don't really have that style. You know, I kind of started... The way I started putting and the person I idolized was Paul, right? Because he was like, not a bad has choice. Been the man. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, kind of a, you know, I, it's hard to define Paul's putt, really. Cause it's, it's like a it, spoosh. Yeah, it is pretty unique in that way that, yeah, it, it is a spoosh, but he uses like a lot of legs and. Mm-hmm. Like he's super extended when he when he puts, and I mean he still puts spin for sure, but it's I don't know it's like a a force of will almost that it seems like he puts on his putts. <laughs> yeah, um, he just tries that hard it goes in. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm like maybe it's I can't put like Paul because he's amazing and his form is crazy and hard to read, <laughs> <laughs> and like his focus is just 
crazy like how that's he can the focus thing, I and think, that focus yeah and it looks like he's he's not trying but super trying and so anyway so trying to copy paul put put me in a lot of weird places for sure <laughs> <laughs> i think it probably would have been easier if i copied maybe almost anyone else yeah <laughs> like if i, he's got... <laughs> if I tried it with like simon probably would have been i think probably a better choice like if i teach somebody how to putt i'm yeah, mostly just... trying to teach him like you know shoot from from your hip and just yeah, just from it. the belt and spin it out there. Yeah, so I still don't have that. I'm trying to slowly move my way there, but anyway, so the P2, you know, is great for that putting style. And, I mean, it's great for splish, too, but I have small hands, so, or not, like, small, small hands, but I don't have eagle hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so it's kind of a deep dish for me. And so like spushing with the P2 has always been a little bit weird on my grip. Oh my. Okay. Hang on. <laughs> you got dogs. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> little dog interruption there. So, but yeah, the, the P2, it's an amazing putter for sure. And has done me no wrong. I completely understand that it's my fault that I don't putt well with them or consistently with them. And I want to so bad because I know if my form was just better or I was just more consistent putting and my timing wasn't weird for some reason that P2s would be perfect. Yeah. But it is just being what it is. Um, I remember Austin came out to Oregon right, basically right oh, before the links year. were dropped. And he was just telling me like, dude, try these try these putters out and he let me try his one of his exo hard links oh and yeah i was just like man i really can just just put all that i want to put on this and you know it doesn't it just handles a little bit more of my weirdness <laughs> yeah okay so um so anyways i have been slowly falling more and more in love with them especially as they beat in they beat in super super slow but now that they are getting to that kind of worn in feel both just the plastic and the flight like they're actually gliding out a little bit more and i can Mm -hmm. you know kind of get a little bit more comfortable with putting them on hyzer and feeling like they're gonna actually go straight for a long time you know i can i can be outside circle and still Heiser put them like kind of straight, you know? Mm-hmm. So, so there's a honorable mention there, <laughs> a nice. long honorable mention, but <laughs> I, love, I love the feel of XO hard plastic on, honestly, like it's, it's a stiff plastic. It feels good. It's grippy. I would love that, but I just, I can't get around the bead. I'm a beadless putter kind of guy. So yeah, I, I can't do it, but yeah. I want to make sense. So, so yeah. Anyways, so that's uh, that's my life right now. Um, nice. One thing I did want to talk to you guys about, um, and hopefully you guys got a chance to to mull over a little bit because I was talking to some of my family that was listening to the podcast, and they're kind of beginners, you know. And considering okay. we're in the beginning of our podcast kind of career here, it might be a good place to start to just kind of introduce people to dis and just. Like, okay. hey, if you're a beginner, what, you know, what dis should you, should you look for? And also I think it might be a good topic for just, you know, 
I feel like people always like talking about this, even if they're not beginners, like people who've been playing the sport a long time. Everybody's got their own opinions of, oh, well, you should just only start with a mid or, mm-hmm. oh, well, you know, you can use like a, a flippy fairway driver and a putter or so. Um, so, yeah, I mean, did you come up with anything like I had tasked you guys to think of like three discs, but is there like an ideal setup that you would lean towards yeah. to get somebody on some mix setup. Yeah, I got, I got one for you. Um, I got a mix setup for the, I got like kind of two for the driver okay. and mid. Um, but for the driver, the first one would be a diamond by latitude. Um, right, Tyler? Don't, don't let me, quote me if I'm wrong. <laughs> you're, you're correct. Um, the <laughs> diamond, I think, is a great driver for anyone. Uh, it'll help you learn your form and correct it in ways you need to help yourself obviously and then another disc like that would be obviously an fd um a nice c-line fd would would take you a long ways um it'll help you learn like oh am i throwing with too much hyzer am i throwing with too much anhyzer am i forcing it over you know so that is just a great driver to help you learn your release point to how much power you need to put on your shot stuff like that yeah um and then for mid-range what helped me was a rock three and also like a baseline D line MD. Those yeah. two kind of variation between those two were my go to mid ranges for a while, honestly. And yeah, it, the th- MD those... was one of my the DMD was definitely one of my picks as well. It's basically what those two drivers are gonna do, but in a mid range form, in my opinion. Um so yeah, I recommend those two. And then for a putter, um once you're getting more comfortable and you you're gonna start throwing putters, um I would recommend uh, XT Nova by Innova. Uh, that disc helped me learn how to throw a putter. Honestly, loved it. Once I learned how to throw that, I moved on to Wizards actually. And wow, it was, that's yeah. a big jump. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, I was playing every day, so this is just you know, kind of gauge yourself. If you're playing every day, then then yeah, probably make that jump. But if you're not playing every day, I would keep throwing the Nova and just rely on that Nova and then move up baby steps maybe. Yeah. Yeah, the Nova is a weird one because I agree you can you can definitely shot shape with it and it's a great training disc. But uh, I guess I guess if you're starting out, then you know it's got it's notorious because it's got that over mold right and like the yeah. looks like, cool screws you know? in it or whatever it has like the little bumps in the inside yeah, of the I rim. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> I always I joked would... it looked like a McDonald's toy, but <laughs> you, you watch like Bradley Williams or Macbeth before he switched, throw it, and it doesn't look like a toy anymore. Yeah. No, sure. Like, yeah, that, honestly, watching Macbeth throw this is why I was like, I need to give me one of those. Yeah. And I got myself one, and I still have it. I actually, have it in my hands right now. And I, I wish we had a disc like this. <laughs> well, Latitude's got a little overmold, maybe. Yeah, little, they do. They do. Yeah, yeah. We'll talk later. Pitch <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on the weekly meeting. Yeah, 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 yeah for, for sure. sure. <laughs> and uh, what about yourself, Tyler? What, what, are your, um, what are your three discs? So I'm very much in the camp of just throw a putter. Yeah. Just I when I was growing up, my dad was, you know, he was a stickler through life. No curveballs before your, you know, arm can handle it. So. Mm-hmm transferred over to disc golf and I I don't even remember what putters I was throwing I remember I think I wouldn't 
I wouldn't recommend over about a 10 speed, which I think the diamond diamonds. Oh, diamonds an eight. Mm-hmm. Um, do they? Do you guys make that in the in the air plastic too? So diamonds the air is only, the lightweight, right? Yeah, diamonds only lightweight. Oh, okay. Uh, it's one forty-five to one fifty-nine. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it doesn't actually. I oh, actually, I might be biting my tongue here. They might have just come out with a max weight diamond. Um, By I don't know if weight matters. Probably. I don't think weight matters a ton. It matters yeah. a little bit here and there, but I wouldn't go too fast. You know, I think it covers up errors that can persist when you, if you really want to dedicate yourself to the sport, it's. Yeah. It can do detrimental things to your form, and that's really hard to break once you've developed a technique to go back and fix it. So, yeah. throwing putters, throwing mid ranges. Um, I guess if I'm gonna if I'm gonna actually throw names out there, uh, the Keystone mm. from Latitude's pretty new. It's super neutral to flippy. Um, Interesting. I think if you can learn to control that. You know, if you got some wobble in your shot, it's going to just dump into the ground. It's probably going to be super frustrating. <laughs> and so if you're just going out to have fun, maybe that's not your choice. But if yeah, you want to yeah. go learn, that's the one. Or, yeah. or something something along those lines. A Nova is very similar. Something that, that will embarrass you if you're not doing it properly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess um, it depends, too. Like, if you come from, like, a a frisbee like background you know if you're used to flicking frisbee on the beach or something then Mm -hmm. the putter might feel way better because you don't have to rip on it right it's a little more more familiar and i'm mostly speaking for backhand i mean yeah forehand i think it'd be pretty hard to progress too far with a flippy putter yeah um I mean, if you could though, that would. I think it's doable. There, there are not a ton of guys that do it. Yeah. Um, but, and then for a mid-range, I would just something neutral. I throw the um, compass that's been in my bag for years. It's not a super popular mid from the trilogy lineup. Um, yeah. But it's similar to like a rock or a, a buzz, some some along those lines. The compass, that's an overmold, right? Nope, nope. Oh, that's no? just a regular old regular oh, old disc. Thinking, maybe I'm thinking of the Atlas, probably, from Innova. Oh, the Atlas, yeah. Yeah, that's probably what um, I'm thinking of. Yeah, it's just, just straight. Just, just It can handle power, but it's neutral as long as you're coming out clean. And then, honestly, if you're going to go driver, I would keep it under a 10-speed. You know, a diamond's a good choice. Something... Yeah. Something with some neutral flight numbers and yeah, low for speed. Sure. Yeah, I think I I was thinking about it and I almost am like thinking just a little bit more leaning towards your camp, Tyler, of because for me I have you know, it's kinda cool hearing how you, you know, your dad kind of showed you how to play and you know, gave you direction as far as like, oh, putter only type thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas for me, I'm more of the, what I think is maybe a little more typical is, you know, one of my friends played disc golf, was new to the sport and introduced me to it. So I go to big five and get, you know, the tie dye champion. The fastest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
And yeah, like for a, sure. I think that's one, really common. A one twenty-five DX ABR or something, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that I definitely agree that uh, when you do that, you definitely do pick up some some pretty bad habits, like especially just like off-axis torque, like just mm-hmm. it's just pushing it up and pulling really well. the disc in weird ways that makes the disc like flutter when it comes out and stuff like that. That I didn't even yeah. realize was a thing until, you know, a year into playing. <laughs> well, and, so. Yeah, and I think it, it depends a lot on what you want out of it. If you just want to go, you know, have a beer in the park and play around with your friends, then, you know, maybe grab something a little quicker that you'll you'll be able to throw out there. But if you want to progress in the sport and try to, you know, be the best golfer you can be, <laughs> <laughs> I would say go uh, go s- start slow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah, like I was saying, I I kind of think I think the D line MD is probably what I would give someone. I was kind of on the fence of whether I would even give someone a putter to be honest to start out okay. with, um, just because. I mean, if you can learn to putt with a mid, even a flippier mid, yeah. I was kind of thinking like maybe that would actually help transition to a putter by making you throw it a little bit faster when you're putting in order to get it there and then once you start getting really involved with the game then you know switching to a glidier putter like a p2 or you know Mm -hmm. a dagger or something like that that Mm -hmm. then you're already used to throwing it at you know mid speed to get it there and then the putter just floats for you but i don't I'm kind of on the fence about that because I don't I don't know if I would want to <laughs> to actually I mean, do that to somebody. <laughs> I if you're gonna if I mean if we're talking like one disc challenge, I think that's absolutely correct. Yeah. You know, yeah. or or you're on like a super budget, you don't really want to get three discs. Get a get a mid range and a you know something a little quicker. I think that's fair. Yeah. 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 But like I said, I mean, when you when you feel comfortable. To move on to throwing a putter, yeah, definitely do it. But uh, I mean, yeah, if you don't feel comfortable, you want a little bit more leeway. I would definitely start with just the mid range and fairway driver. Yeah, because I've talked to a lot of the people that I have played with that are really super smooth throwers. Well, I shouldn't say a lot, but a few specifically just started with classic rocks. You know, like usually it's yeah. like. You know, dudes that are a little bit older, you know, start a little bit earlier in the game where they don't throw hard, but they throw smooth and with a lot of good spin control. And so they're like, yeah, for the longest time, I just threw, you know, kind of like your dad's story, Tyler, where it's like he just threw frisbees and, you know, obstacle type stuff. And, you know, that spin just kind of transfers into something like you know, a D-line MD or a classic rock or, Mm -hmm. you know, things along those lines, like we were saying, that that's just going to make you, yeah, like you guys were saying, just way smoother. So I totally agree on that. I think if I was going to get somebody into a putter right away, I if I could choose for them, I would probably choose a dart, to be honest. That's good. I feel like the dart is so... Mm -hmm. So goes super where you throw straight it. if you yeah if you have <laughs> yeah. good 
smooth form. Like I wish I started with a dart. Mm-hmm. Um, now I can throw a dart straight, but in my first probably three years of playing, if I picked up a dart and tried to putt with it, I'm sure it would just wobble and like go in some weird direction or, you know, go flip right or something like that more than likely because mm-hmm. I was trying to putt with, you know, max weight P2s right away and um, like JK AVRs, you know, big old bead AVRs. Yeah. So I kind of wish that's where I started. So I think if I had to give somebody a putter, it'd probably be probably a dart or maybe maybe even a P1, but you can't really find P1s anymore. So Yeah. But you uh, you know. Yeah, just yeah, an <laughs> AVR would work. Yeah, DX AVR or something. Um, yeah, I think if I was going forward, starting people out, um, I mean, I've introduced a few people to the game, and I have given them like a super lightweight C line FD, mm-hmm. and I just feel like even at that point, you start developing that habit of you know, trying to put Anheuser on the disc and, you know, putting a look like weird torque on it to try to get it to, you know, not dive Heiser right away and just fall out of flight. So even in that, my experience, I mean, I guess if I was, if I was showing somebody that was, you know, like a baseball player or something and they were throwing left-handed, then for sure I would give them an FD because a baseball player you know, baseball stance. Yeah. If you transfer that to disc golf, it's actually a left-handed left-handed thrower. Right. Um, unless they throw forehand. So if I'm going to show a baseball player, I might even just say like, Hey, you know, you might try learning both hands and be ambidextrous. Like, um, that's something I was thinking about when I was like, Hmm, if I could show, like, if I could teach somebody to be ambidextrous rather than throwing a forehand, then like, I might I've do both. With the idea. Yeah. There's, um, <laughs> there's a few. Yeah. I know a guy. Yeah. Who I mean, does it. Uh, Eagle, I played a tournament with him at, uh, uh, kiss the sky and he threw like a 350 foot backhand for birdie on film. Check it out. SpinTV.com. Oh my god. <laughs> Free plug. <laughs> yeah. Hit us up, Spin TV. <laughs> yeah, we need some sponsorship in here. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I don't know. Uh there there's a guy around here too. He's I wanna say he's gotta be close to thousand rated. Oh. And um He's yeah, he's got to be. He's a really solid player. Uh, his name's Dustin Hummel, and he he can throw left-handed as well, and so he will lean on um, lean on throwing left-handed over a forehand pretty much every time. Yeah. And when I see him do it, I'm like, man, that like that actually looks way easier and just like on his body even. But he's a super tall dude, so he can he can slow down and just throw, you know, like smoothish mm-hmm. and, um, it's still going to go like 350 feet, you know? So, <laughs> so go. he's got that, he's got that tall guy benefit. But, Comes in handy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's a local around here. His name's Kyle Griffin. Shout out to him. He's on team Dismania as well. Yep. Some of you already might know him, but, uh, he throws 
he could throw both, but he when he throws, he throws preferably right-handed off the tee, and then he'll putt with his left. Interesting. I didn't know that yeah. about him. And he's yeah. he's thousand ten, I think. Yep. Dang. I wonder. Do you know why that is? Like what? He said. The, I asked him, and he said he's just. He said it's what feels comfortable to him. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> he he also told me so maybe he's just full of crap because he told me that he doesn't want his right arm to get too tired during tournaments. Wow. Yeah, no, he didn't tell me that. <laughs> but if you've met Kyle, it's kind of hard to take anything he says. Uh, you should probably throw a grain of salt or two on there. <laughs> yeah. He's a goofball. Yeah. But he's a damn good player. No doubt about that. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah, I see him posting up a lot, so he's a uh, yeah. It'll be interesting to see because he's he's pretty young as well, right? Isn't he? I think he's like mid twenties, right? I think he's a year older than me. I think he's twenty five. Yeah, yeah that sounds about right. Yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting what the next few years holds for him because I I thought I remember seeing on some of the Dismania posts where you guys post you know, team members and how they did in tournaments and stuff. I yeah. feel like I saw him pretty pretty regularly last year um, in, like, top fives and stuff like that as yeah. far as just the tournaments that he does play. And he actually started off pretty hot this, this year in the season. He was out in Texas, and I think he placed, like, I think, honestly, like, third or, like, fourth yeah, or fifth, he, right around there. He was killing it. He's beating a lot of good players. Oh, and then, sadly, this whole pandemic thing happened, and right. now he had to come back home, and tour got cut. But, you know, he yeah, I, I would really like to see him out on the road next season or end of this season. Well, he's got a mindset for it, mm-hmm. too, I think. I think he'd, he'd do well. Yeah, good. Yeah, good for him. I hope him and uh, I'm hoping Colton comes out still like super hot like he did. I was that was so sweet. A, <laughs> I think we're all huge Colton fans just through yeah. association. I but <laughs> I don't know who isn't though. If you're not, get your head on straight. Yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> head out of the gutter. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it'll be interesting to see how how it goes for sure because yeah there's there's a lot of room for sure like you know there's a lot of good players out there man yeah rick had to take that time off from you know thankfully he's seems like he's healthier now Mm -hmm. but he had to take that time off paul see you know paul had to take time off Um, yeah eagle took a little time off yep yeah yep i mean simon's been working his butt off yeah Um, we'll see but uh you know yeah there's definitely a lot of room for some of these you know maybe in the past couple years fringe type players where you might see them you know once or twice a year on tournament coverage i think there's a lot of room for sure for them to to come back pretty hot we'll see who's who's been staying busy over quarantine yeah, and who hasn't for sure so we know page is page is going to come back hot too and I, I bet you, because Nate's out there on that course uh, as well, right? Out there practicing. Yeah, in Northern California, right? Yeah, Seems yeah, to be on the avocado California. farm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that place so, looks awesome. <laughs> it does look super sick. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. So, 
Yeah, I think the general consensus amongst us then is probably find yourself a baseline mid-range. So, and if you don't know what that is, just Google like DX or D-line or um, what's what's base in, in latitude language. Classic, right? Classic, Classic or just hard or medium or... Okay. Yeah, so feel free to Google search those terms, or usually it says it on the disc. So if you are new to the sport, feel free to go and check that out, and um, and yeah, hopefully help help out those of you who are maybe new to the sport or aren't really sure about the sport where where to go. Because yeah, those those baseline discs are gonna be a lot cheaper as well because they'll be what like 10 or 12 bucks or something versus oh yeah like yeah. 9.99 for, for sure is what we charge for anything yeah. based in the yep. d line yeah yeah versus like 16 to you know if you get like a special release or something like sometimes 20 23 bucks you know so definitely it's I encourage everyone, obviously we're in a disc golf podcast, but if you are listening and you haven't played disc golf and you're just here to support me or <laughs> something like that, or hi, Mayor <laughs> Tyler, you're just mm-hmm. friends of friends or something like that, 10 bucks and get yourself outside. More and more courses are opening um, in my state anyways. It sounds like Colorado is, you know, pretty, pretty open yeah. as far as disc we're, golf we're goes. pretty well open. It's yeah, booming. You, yeah. You can distance yourself. Like even if you play with friends, you don't have to get close to one another. Um, you know, if that's a concern of yours, you get outside, fresh air, get out of the house. It's cheap, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, all you really pay for is just you know, if you want to take a Gatorade or something with you. Yeah. So maybe the occasional parking fee for five bucks, but. <laughs> so win, win, win. Yep, pretty much. Sounds so, like it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we're uh, pretty close to wrapping up here, but did you guys have any any news or anything you guys been hearing out there in them streets? Yeah, you want to talk yeah, about I, yeah I got some. Um, so in our last episode, we talked about Olin, the disc golf destination island that uh, Disc Golf Park is working on. Yeah, in Finland, Just, right? Yes. A quick brief update. Uh, nine out of the 16 courses on that island are complete. Oh, uh, my gosh. Like design-wise. Oh, design. Okay. 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 I was like, it's there. in the ground yeah. right now. <laughs> I was like, wow, that was fast. You guys um, quick. <laughs> I think the way they're they're attacking it is design. Let's design all the sixteen and then put in the baskets then, in the tee pads and so on and so on. Gotcha. But yeah, so there's the update for that. Um, I think they're back. Uh, next week to design the rest. Do you know, is um is Avery going out there to help? Because I know he's. No. He's a big part that, of the disc golf park, I mean, right? Like, he would be. He would be. But this whole uh, Finland has their borders closed. I think. Oh. So yeah, oh, they're not allowed to only. Yeah. So that's the thing. But I think it would have been awesome to send Avery out there. I think that was the plan. Um, yeah. That dude's played over a thousand, one hundred courses. So he has the the knowledge for designing a course. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, Avery. He's, man, He's been around the block a few what a times. Dude. What a dude great Avery guy. is. Yeah, yeah, great guy. Like, just to see him... Ugh, the dude throws so far. <laughs> he's he's a beast. Yeah. It, I, uh, I'm excited for the future of disc golf when... I hope his kids take on the sport. Um, 
and I'm excited to see what his two younger boys will do with the sport. Yeah, if, they, sure. especially if they're going to learn from him, like, huh? Yeah. Wow. Plus, you know, the DOS in law probably yeah. no, <laughs> doesn't hurt. Dude. Yeah, they're they're set. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> good to go. Got some world champs coming up. Yep. Yeah. And Not bad. Speaking of world heard champs, first. <laughs> speaking of world champs, my news update is go check out Virtual Putting Invitational. Yeah. Uh, Disc Golf Pro Tour put out a cool, you know, virtual putting league for the top pros, and Heather Young is my pick for <laughs> the next dominant player in disc golf. Yeah. It's, she yes. bangs putts. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's really interesting to see all this stuff because I had seen some videos of, you know, like, obviously there's, like, some putting clinics and stuff like that out there, but really the only time I see, you know, competition putting. Oh, uh, Dave, if you can hear us, you might want to cut that out. Or resay what you just said because yeah, uh, losing, yeah, we lost you there. Oh, <laughs> well, the good thing is I am recording off of my local. Oh, Dave, so. <laughs> can you hear us? <laughs> so even if you guys lose me, but anyways, yeah. So oh, sorry. Um, no, you're good. <laughs> Carry you're on. good. Okay, cool. So um, yeah, the only time I really have ventured into like watching putting competitions and stuff, like I know there's what like the um. I don't even know the official name of it, but it's like the putting championships or whatever. I've watched some of the videos from there, but I've never really looked into seeing if there's like really super quality coverage of that stuff. Uh But I'll see like, I remember there was a really popular video of Ricky putting. It was like they were putting inside of like, um, it almost looked like a theater or something. And it was glass blown, I think. Okay, that might have been it. Yeah. But yeah, just seeing him, he was just banging like huge putts, you know. Just, yeah. <laughs> just prime Ricky, just running the crap out of putts, barely over the rim. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I, I've i been super excited watching it and, uh, you know, getting all like the commentary. You got like Jerry Miller in there. And yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. It's pretty cool. It's, it's cool what they're putting together. So, well, and back on that beginner tip, if you're looking for a putting style, if you watch that tournament and don't find one, I don't know. You're not working hard enough. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. It, it really does like showcase all the different. Yeah, you can, you can do it your own way, but there's a lot of different ways that are showcased to perfection. Yeah, for sure. And it's almost dangerous too, because you you're know, like, ooh, that looks nice. Yeah. <laughs> if you're yeah, gonna watch like sure. Nico, but. <laughs> And you're like, that looks super cool, and I want to do that because he's really yeah. good at it. And then you go yeah, out. Yeah, be your own person. You but, stick you know, out like a need, super wide stance. You need a starting and, point. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, yeah, you definitely want to want to try it for yourself for before committing. But, you know, try a, di- a few different <laughs> styles because that's something I, I, I didn't do when I started was actually try out you know, different styles. Like I was just like, well, Paul's the best player in the world. I'm going to putt like Paul. And you know, I, yeah. I could have benefited a lot more from, from trying out different styles. So, yeah, but yeah, you're, you're totally right about just being able to see all of them is definitely cool. You definitely see people's personalities come out too. Mm-hmm. You know, like hear like Ricky trash talking and Calvin trash talking. Who would have yeah. thought <laughs> that dude, 
Oh man, it's just he when he looks out there, he just keeps a straight face, and he's just like. Dude, in his backyard, he's a comedian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to that guy. He just makes a facial expression. For don't want to talk to him. Yeah, I, um, he was on Simon and Eagles vlogs during Waco, and yeah. I was like, oh, Calvin, come come to Dismania. <laughs> Be a crush boy. Yes. <laughs> He, he certainly fits the qualifications for that. For yeah, sure. yeah, he, yeah, and he was cro- cracking jokes, stuff like that. I almost, I almost feel bad for him because it, everybody reacts like that to him whenever he does anything. That mm. it's like oh. just sometimes I'm like the, just let the guy live his life. Uh, yeah. Of course, he's a robot, but yeah. he's a robot making birdies. <laughs> True. Yeah. <laughs> yep. But um, and then I saw I think dang I forget what what exact tournament it was, but I saw that um, I think it was Disc Golf Pro Tour. We're saying they're still trying to plan for like late June to come back. Maybe. Yeah, no, I think the official thing is June 29th. Uh, they just updated it today. Um, they added two it two events. I think they got the dis dynamic dis open, which is important. In, in, since GBO was canceled, I think they're basically going to just do that, but in a different tournament. Gotcha. Um, but uh, and then they add another uh, event because I think Portland also is off the the list of that. Yeah, I I had heard just through my friend groups that so that park for Portland Open, Blue Lake Park is part of Portland Metro, so basically just like the city. Mm-hmm. It's a city park. And so they're still trying to evaluate social distancing and stuff like that for for hosting a tournament. So I have a feeling, knowing how Portland is, that it's probably not going to happen. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, every, everybody around here, it, it's a little hard because I feel like we want to open up tournaments and everybody is so hyped to get back to, you know, attending tournaments and all this stuff that once we do get a tournament it's just going to be absolute craziness because everybody's mm, going to want to go and true, everybody's yeah. want to get outside and get a piece of the action you know mm-hmm. so yep. it's so uh the so it's the dy- dynamic disc open at emporia that's okay. that's the, the first event they added so and the second one is the persevere championship which is in clearwater minnesota i think oh, okay um, sorry, I, I might be wrong. What's MN is Minnesota or I Montana? Think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe? One is yeah. But yeah, that, that's where that, that's <laughs> it's what Google it. We're disc golfers, dude. It's okay. <laughs> I, need, I need to get learned. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, basically, they, they also have all these phases that they're implementing, um, from no spectators to light spectators. Like disc golfers aren't even allowed who are playing in these tournaments aren't allowed to have caddies. So there's that. That's hmm. kind of weird because you would think if you gotta carry your own bag now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. We'll see if disc golf carts are <laughs> hard to find. <laughs> yeah. Then there you go. <laughs> True. Uh, yeah, that, that's. I mean, I I understand that, but at the same time, it's a lot of people have you know their significant other carry for them or. Yeah. You know, it's it's somebody that they tour with, anyways. So, right. 
Yeah. But maybe it's just card size is what they're, you know, just group oh. size in general is what they're worried so about. They're starting off with only three. Interesting. Uh, yep. Um, because that's uh, the official PGA rule, right? You at least have to have three on the card. Yep. For any sanction event. Yeah. Um, and then, then when things get lifted in the states that they're in running these tournaments, right. um, they'll proceed to four on a card. Hmm. Still still uh, following the whole six feet rule, but uh, right. that's, mm-hmm. that's what I've read. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, I will happily take tournaments starting at three a card. <laughs> oh, for I'll be a little sure. bummed because so that's 25% <laughs> less shots I get to watch in coverage, but... <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I will definitely take that right now, and I'm sure all the pros will too. I'm sure they... And there's also going to be testing for uh, the coronavirus at these events if need be. Really? Huh. Yeah. Uh, there's a whole thing. I'll share it with you guys, but there's a whole thing about oh. this. There's a freaking huge spider on my wall. <laughs> oh, boy. Side note. Oh, goodness. Alright, anyway. Carry on. Um, yeah. I, yeah, I'm sure they'll be willing to do whatever it takes if that means carrying their own bag or you know not being on lead card even though you're in fourth place i feel like right yeah just anything to get back on tour i know I at that I see... point you gotta record both cards and call it lead card one lead card two yeah true <laughs> i'm down i'm here disc golf pro tour what's up i got <laughs> out here i got the ideas <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I'm so out of the loop with all that stuff. I don't even know like where people where like testing is at and like mm-hmm. how it would even work or how long before like how long it takes to get test results. So what they would probably if they're so you're saying they are probably going to require it for the players. Um, I mean, I don't know that much detail I don't know, maybe if someone's like hey yo uh someone over here has a cough test yeah. them uh but you, i don't know it's more maybe you have to get cleared to play the event and if you're not clear you don't get to play the event gotcha. go either route right. i bet a lot of people are going to be saying paul's got a cough uh- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe yeah, if you, Side uh, note. any world champs around here yeah <laughs> they all got coughs yeah they all yeah <laughs> I got the spider. Don't worry, guys. Okay, good. I was yeah. I was really worried about that. I can tell <laughs> you guys. I was worried for your safety. <laughs> um, cool, guys. Well, um, I think uh, that'll probably be about it. Is there any anything you guys want to shout out um, before we get out of here? Uh, I just want to go ahead and say, uh, go ahead and if you want to follow me on Instagram. I post. I like to keep up with some disc golf stuff. I post it daily. Um, under at Jaime underscore Tarantino. I know it's a little weird, but follow me. Which is J A I M E for those yeah, of you J- who are aware. Yeah, J A I M E. Spelled like Jamie, but not Jamie. <laughs> but Jaime. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I'm at uh, Tyler underscore Liebman underscore two four nine eight one. You can you can find me on the Googles if you can't remember that. Uh, I don't post regularly, but I'm trying. 
good content. <laughs> I, I, I approve. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then um, as for me, if you're listening to this at this point, you're probably already on my YouTube channel, but um, make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel for more episodes of this podcast as well as disc reviews, um, just some random round stuff, and just pretty much whatever I feel like posting. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's all disc golf related um and then obviously shout out to disc mania and latitude thank you guys for supporting us and the podcast as well and yep. uh as for that i think we'll probably call it an episode so thank you guys again for joining me later guys absolutely all right thanks for joining <laughs>